This is Soundtrack, a podcast about the music that impacts our lives. Every episode is a conversation of how music has shaped and influenced one's life, because music is the soundtrack to everyone's story. Soundtrack is hosted by Kaya Leakty. We are here in Grand Rapids, Michigan with Aaron Weintz. Weintz, yeah, man. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. So we uh, have known each other for a couple years now. Uh, we met really? over a summer in, I think it was 2017? Yeah. Yep. So like two years. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we worked with each other. Hard, hard hours together. It was rough life, man. That's very true. <laughs> uh but you're so you're not from grand rapids you're from wisconsin you're just outside of uh, milwaukee yeah in a little town called brookfield brookfield yeah it's a western suburb of milwaukee um born and raised grew up in the same house my whole life and moved here for school in 2013 and um i've been here since so graduated 2017 and, and here we are nice yeah Let's talk about your your childhood. Mm. You uh, had quite a um, huge influence uh, from Christian music as, yeah. as a child. Yeah. So bands like Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline. Yeah, man. Same here. Yeah. I, I was also a huge fan of those as well. Yeah, man. Peter Furler. Like, if I could have been anybody when I was 12... And still kind of want to be him because he's got a sweet accent. But if I could have been anybody, it would have been Peter Furl. You want to be bald too? I mean, with my genes, I'm probably going to end up there anyway. So I should probably <laughs> just embrace it. <laughs> so what was it about those bands that appealed to you? I mean, yeah, you're a Christian. So there's that element to it. Mm-hmm. But what? why were they appealing specifically for you? I'm pretty young age i always i i always loved the electric guitar and um so i grew up uh like you said in a christian home and um my mom always had on like just songs that didn't have electric guitar we'll just put it that way and so like once i once i got a taste of like um the creativity of like newsboys lyrics even audio adrenaline has some sweet lyrics um and then you put that with an electric guitar. I was just like, this is where I want to be, man. This is it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it really is. Like, they have some um, really cool, almost like U2-esque guitar parts on them. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about the guitars that drew me in. Because I didn't get it on a... I didn't get it from my parents, so I had to kind of learn it. Okay. From, from the newsboys. Well, I was going <laughs> to ask too. So when did when did you pick up the guitar? Because yeah, it was... it, if if that's like uh, what what the sound of the guitar mm. is what was driving you, mm. w- was that what caused you to pick up the guitar and start playing it? Yeah. So a couple of things made me want to play guitar. I pick. I started when I was I think it was ten. I was ten years old, and. Um, so, like you said earlier, I kind of grew up in the church, and we had this um, this guy who led worship at our church. His name was Jesse, and he uh, he was just like my idol. Like, um, just loved um, 
loved having him up on stage, loved watching him um, lead worship, and he played guitar, um, and he was, I think he was like in his mid-twenties at that time, so he was kind of like that cool, like, just out of college kid, and, uh, and so, um, so yeah, I, that was a big part of it, I saw him playing guitar, and I, out of that, I wanted to, I wanted to play guitar too, um, and yeah, also just, like, all the bands that I listened to, um, Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline, I started listening to Switchfoot at that time too, and, um, they all played the electric guitar, and um, I actually didn't pick up an electric until I was in college, but I started with acoustic and, and did that through through high school, and then um, and then once I got to college, the electric guitar finally made its entrance into my life. <laughs> it, was, it was a wonderful day. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So not, not only was uh, Christian music an influence in your life, but your dad was an influence as well. Yeah. With eighties music. Oh yeah, man. It was the best. So couple, couple bands that he loved, um, and some that he wasn't like a big fan of, but he still had their CDs. So I just listened to them out of the cabinet. Okay. Um, so one that we like, we listened to this album so many times was, uh, the Huey Lewis and the news greatest hits album. When I was a kid, he would uh, work out on our, like, Airdyne bike <laughs> in the basement. You know, like, those big yeah. bikes that have, like, a fan that blow at My you while you're working out. My dad those, too. Yeah, they were so nice. Like, you work out and you cool down all at the same time. Um, but, yeah, so we would literally listen to that album just while he was working out on his bike. And he'd be, like, out of breath, but, like, singing the lyrics with me, like... <laughs> It was awesome. Um, so Huey Lewis was a big one. Um, one of the first CDs that I pulled out of his cabinet was the Joshua Tree album by U2, and that's still one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's Billy Joel. We listened to a lot of Billy Joel. He liked Boston. Boston, another rock band full of, full of electric guitars. Crazy harmonies, too. Those guys were super talented. Um... Yeah, that's a couple. There's there's more there, but those were some of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think made your dad's music so special to listen to for yourself? Why like a why was it something that you wanted to listen to? Hmm. I think a big part of it was honestly I looked up to my dad a ton and still do. Um and so what he did, I wanted to do too. And um, yeah, so that's a big part of it. Uh, I just, I looked up to him a lot and wanted to copy him. <laughs> um, I think also too, um, especially with the Joshua Tree album, they're just, there was something about that album that felt like bigger. I, And looking back, I can probably say that now, but at the time even, like you listen to I mean first track is where the streets have no name and it just starts real soft and opens into like this big intro and it, it like um del delayed delayed guitars excuse me um and then Bono's voice just coming in uh, it just feels big and there's something about that that I think especially about that album that I really loved 
Um, for Huey Lewis, it was the experience that we had with that album together. Honestly, we listened to it so much. Um, yeah. Right. So, so uh, we actually saw you two <clears throat> yeah. together. Yeah, we did. Uh, in, what was it, 2018? 2017? 20... So, yeah. So, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was Le- uh, right after the summer we worked together. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yep. I think, Labor Day weekend in Detroit. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah. your cousin came along, right? Yeah, my cousin took the ferry over Lake Michigan from Milwaukee, and then I went and picked him up. He stayed the night, and then the next day, you, me, and uh No, me and him drove and met you. Is that what we did? At, yeah, at yeah. Ford Field. Yeah, we yeah. met you at Ford Field and uh, waited in line for, like, what was that, like, five hours? Yeah. We were waiting outside in the blazing hot sun, and then we finally got in. I still remember we were in the pol- like the you know how they like sanctioned it off like you had so you had like six fifty to seven hundred or whatever uh, like was... they sectioned it off by like groups of fifty. It was terrible. Yeah, we were in the six fifty to seven hundred. I really remember every <laughs> moment of that day so well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we went and saw you too, and man, was... talk talk about that. What was oh. that? Because that was the first time you've seen you too again it's just huge like everything about that show is big um like when you like one i'm singing along with songs that i grew up on um which is a moment in itself <laughs> um because yeah. I mean, they would they did the entire joshua tree yeah album. it was the joshua tree 30 tour. year yeah. anniversary tour and um so it was like this album that i grew up on i got to go see the whole thing um, just played right in front of me. I think we were four rows back from the B stage. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just when you can see songs come to life like that, they had like the, what, it was like 30 foot tall. <laughs> it was as wide as the end and zone. Like wide as the end zone, uh, 4K video screen. video screen. It's just like when you have a crazy sweet video production going on behind music that's already incredible like it just feels so big and like you're a part of something else it was an experience to say the least yeah (laughs) so yeah they're they're gonna do the joshua tree in australia you want to go i'm down yeah (laughs) you got plane tickets (laughs) yeah so let's uh jump to middle school high school okay at this point you for whatever reason, you can explain this. You were open to anything and everything. You were yeah. listening to country, yep, rap, <laughs> yep, EDM, yep, and jazz. Uh, the jazz was kind of by force, honestly. I'm still like, I'll just be straight up with you. I'm still not like a huge fan of jazz music. I just don't understand it. I'm not like great with my music theory. And so there's just so much going on in jazz that, like, I'm working towards getting there to understanding it, but I still don't. That's why that's why I have my friend Ethan and Carson and literally Cody, like, all three of those guys in the band, they all show me how it's done because I have no idea what's going on. Um, but, yeah, so I actually took guitar lessons in high school from, like, a jazz jazz trained guitar player so i got a lot of it through that um (laughs) uh the rap edm that all came in phases honestly um 
I was, I listened to the same music like my whole life up until that point. So I was just like, oh, this is different. Like, and I was willing to give it a shot. So except so you, jazz, I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, still working towards it. So you're um, more so just like testing the waters to see, yeah. oh, is this something I would like or not? Yep. And yeah. Then try the next thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and honestly, part of it too, just kind of depended on the people I was hanging out with, like what they listened to. I was just kind of down, down for whatever, like whatever, like whatever we can have experience with together. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely opened up my horizons. Um, any, yeah. any favorites still from those, uh, Oh man. Genres. Yeah. Um, so country wise, I would say I still listen to Zach Brown band. Um, those guys are incredible musicians and their band is huge. They have like 10 guys in their band. Um, so th- it's just cool to listen to the way they like produce a song too. Cause they have so many different parts going on in a song that, um, it's just really cool to me. Um, I'm trying to think of what else uh edm i listened to this random guy that my cousin showed me his name is sound remedy i don't know if he's still making music but i still listen to his music um mostly just because it's nostalgic we spent a lot of nights longboarding to sound remedy so (laughs) that was my high school um uh rap um not as much i haven't listened to any lately um yeah yeah, so there's a couple for you, I guess. But yeah, yeah that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, so Now, at the same time, you kind of start establishing your, your roots, though, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. With alternative and rock. Yeah, so, like, all through that time, um, I was still listening to my favorites that you mentioned earlier. Switch, Switchfoot definitely became a big part of that. Um, you, too, had come out with, uh, the How to Dismantle Atomic Bomb album in 2005. So I was like, by the time I like started really having favorite bands, if you will, I guess, um, like bands that I loyally followed, one of them was U2 and they came out with that album and it was like, oh, I love this album. It came, it came out in 2004. Dang it, sorry, <laughs> shoot. I'm a terrible fan. Crap. No, it's all good. Um, I just, but... I know too much. Yeah, well, you're like the biggest fan of you too. I know you've seen him what like twelve times. Ten. All right. Yeah. Well, you're it's double digits. It's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you two, uh, Switchfoot and mm. Coldplay, right? Yeah, Coldplay was another big one. Um, I didn't really get into Coldplay. I honestly miss like the early Coldplay years. I got into them around the Milo Ziloto album. Um, that was, that came out my junior or senior year of high school. So I played soccer through high school, my, really my whole life. And, uh, my junior year, we had like that, we did like a recap video and every teardrop was a waterfall was like the song on that recap nice. video. So I've got like Milo Zyloto nostalgia all up the wazoo. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Coldplay was big. I'm trying to think if there are any others, but those are, those are big ones for me. And they still, like, I still listen to those those bands all the time. Right. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, they're still coming out with amazing music, too. Like, to do it for that long is just cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, 
to be able to still be relevant for more than 10 mm. years <laughs> it's, it's impressive yeah yeah and for sure what youtube's been doing that for over 40 mm-hmm. so yep and then you got like the rolling stones <laughs> who are still going, still going yep and, Paul, yeah, Paul McCartney. That's over 50 years. Yeah, yeah. So. So cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that was my high school. Thanks for taking me down. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah. appreciate that. Well, <laughs> I, I'm curious, why was there something that, like, happened that made you connect with those, those songs, those lyrics? Hmm. Because you, you, t- you tend to gravitate towards that alternative rock. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know. If I would it was say just like sound or if alternative it's rock slash like like anthem rock, like anthemic rock too. You know, um, stadium rock, I guess if you yeah. will. Um, like even right now, some of the bands I love listening to: Young the Giant, Catfish and the Bottlemen. Um, just like songs that you can totally picture, like thousands of people singing along to. I don't know. Something about that is a big part of music for me. I love the way music brings people together. <clears throat> and the way I have experiences with a lot of those artists and like even now you get to see like what they're doing on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You get to see the massive amounts of people they're bringing together and that's something that we don't have much of anymore and I I love that about music is uh, yeah just something about the way they bring people together like that yeah, yeah. when I saw Foster the People a band that you like another good, another uh, good uh, last yeah. summer they opened for the Killers uh, the two good artists yeah <laughs> the um, singer he was mentioning how music at a, like a, a concert venue is the one place where regardless of your views we're all together as mm. one mm-hmm. I, I thought that was it was a really cool mm-hmm. like kind of speech i guess but it was yeah more than just a, it's speech. a really cool concept yeah. yeah there's stuff that makes us human and when you can bring a lot of humans together it's a pretty beautiful thing right yeah I, you and me both experienced the experience of that <laughs> so it's it's a really beautiful thing yeah yeah so you kind of alluded to this already but you um you had this kind of cool experience where mm. you were going to a switchbook concert yep so my freshman year of college i actually drove home in like the middle of winter i'm pretty sure i drove through a snowstorm and uh, with two of my good friends, um, we came back and I actually saw Switchfoot in Milwaukee. Um, they played at the Rave, which is like a venue that is, it just carries a lot of cool, I, I don't know, it's a lot of cool history in Milwaukee. Isn't it like uh, there's two Yeah, there's like two or three levels yeah. on the yeah. sides, yep. right? Because yeah. I, I think I've seen pictures. Yeah, and it's definitely haunted. like it's the creepiest looking building you've ever seen in your life um but yeah it's just a really old venue in milwaukee that a lot of people still come through and play and um and so i saw switchfoot there and then um i was really just there to see them i didn't even know who the opener was at the time 
Um, but the opener was a band called The Royal Concept. Um, so a little just quick backstory. I played, like, I was a soccer player through, like, my whole life. And I played FIFA, the, like, soccer video game, also my whole life. <laughs> and um, Royal the Royal Concept had, like, a couple songs on some of the FIFA soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, so they're up there performing, and I'm like, I've heard these songs before, and I really like these songs, but I never, like, did the research to, like, find who they were. Um, it was kind of before Spotify was a huge thing, so it was just kind of like, you, you still kind of stuck to who you listen to, and now everybody's finding new artists all the time. But, um, but yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, these guys are incredible. So I, like... At that point, I I did eventually. I that was when I st- I'm pretty sure that's when I started my Spotify account <laughs> was to like go find who these guys were, <laughs> and uh, and so I find these I find those guys and then it gives you the related artists page and that was when I just got open up to the indie world. Um, I'm trying to think who else was big for me at that time. The 1975's first album came out right then. <sighs> Which is a yeah, it's a really good album. Um, oh man, I that I that was when I found Foster the People. Um, yeah, I I don't remember anymore, but there were there were more than that. I'm, they're just not coming to mind. But the indie world was wide open, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, why why did you love it? Like, <clears throat> um. So at the time, I was actually, um, freshman year, I had started playing in uh, a band and um, electric guitars um, and drums, bass, um, three singers, um, pretty similar to what we have now. Um, But like the combination of me like starting to play in that band and also like seeing that there's other bands that are like kind of similar to some of the stuff that we were writing obviously they were way better than us um but they uh like there was just something that i related to about that um it kind of took like the big feeling of music that i had had for so long like being connected to something bigger and it made it more like personal um because i was like I, I would watch like I watched the Royal Concept play like on stage like watch their guitar player watch their watch their singer and it's like I was just trying to play like a similar lead line the other day but you're playing it way better than I am so yeah. I you know just like stuff like that that it's like it became like a lot more relatable for me I guess um there's just something in in that yeah sweet so so you you moved to Grand Rapids for um for school school yep uh from Milwaukee mm-hmm. and you start to get in into some other uh bands like, like you've already mentioned a few of these yep. Young the Giant Mute Math oh yeah Mute Math is uh, another huge Coin Phoenix yep Colony yep. House <laughs> Foster the People yeah yeah man Colony House I still like I listen to those guys religiously fun fact I actually. So you saw them live, right? Yeah, I, I saw them here in Grand Rapids at a venue called the Intersection. It was at their front room called the Stash, and uh, before they, it was just after it was on their Only the Lonely tour. So they just released their first or second album, excuse me, 
called Only the Lonely. And man, such a good show. Those guys are incredible performers too. They put on a sweet show. So well, like, like what? What? What are they doing that that makes it so sweet? Ooh. Um. Again, I just love the way that. Um, they take like things that really they, at that point, um, uh, they they're still not like a huge. I guess they're still not like a huge band, but they're big in my eyes. <laughs> they're like my stars, man. Yeah. Um, but they took like some of the things that I saw, like the really big bands doing, excuse me, and made it more like approachable. So like they had a, a video screen that's only like 10 feet by 10 feet <laughs> or, or like, um, just playing, like playing with tracks, obviously, um, watching how that works. Um, and they also, the way that they interact with the crowd, their drummer, um, Will, he's just like the most energetic performer I've ever seen. He hits those drums so hard. And just like that kind of small stuff that it's like, these guys are a couple of years older than me and like, it's relatable, you know, you can... Is it like inspiring? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess, I guess one of the big parts of the night that really insp really inspired me. Um, so a couple of weeks before we had seen the show, um, me and some friends had put on like a house show on our campus at Grace, and um, we played we played Colony House's song, Two Twenty, and like nobody knows that song. Like nobody at our campus knew that song. But we were just like, this song is awesome and we want to do it anyway. So so we like all learned how to play it. And uh, we had one of our friends who was at that house show also go to the concert with me. And um, <laughs> and he had gotten to take a peek at the set list before Colony oh, House played. Yeah. And uh, so what he did was he like found out when 220 was played, like when they had it listed in their set. <clears throat> And he uh, he got this app on his phone that like just scrolls like big letters horizontally across the screen. And right before they're about to play two twenty, um, he holds it. He holds up his phone. We're like three rows back, so the lead singer can see it right there. And scrolling across the screen, it says, "Can I play two twenty with you?" And so the lead singer of <laughs> Colony House like looks at him, and he's like. Oh yeah, man! Come on up! Come on up! Oh no way! And so he looks at me. My dude, friend looks yeah. at me, and he's like, "Dude, you gotta go play two twenty. I was like, "What did you just do to me? <laughs> like, what have you done?" So I'm like, I hadn't. I was so nervous. Like my at my entire body just started shaking. I'm like, Jeez. "What? Like, what is this? <laughs> you just made me play a song that I learned like." two weeks ago in front of 200 people thanks a lot man but man like looking back i literally don't remember a single second of being on stage yeah. the only memory i have of it is a video that one of my friends got of it so so yeah but um looking back like man that was one of the most inspiring nights i've ever had yeah yeah that's awesome. so um colony house go check those dudes out <laughs> yeah so any of the other bands i mentioned thoughts what they, what oh man! To you, yeah. Um, right now, um, it's a couple big ones. Uh, Catfish in the bottom man is huge for me right now. I still listen to those guys all the time. 
um, the way that he writes lyrics is just, you know exactly what he's talking about <laughs> when he's singing. And I love that, like just straight up, this is what's going on in my life. I'm gonna tell you about it. I'm gonna play loud guitars behind it. Um, I really love that. Um, Young the Giant, um, me and my roommate Cody, who also plays guitar for us in Off and Home, he, uh, we jam out to Young the Giant all the time. Like, we'll be cleaning the apartment, like, just, like screaming to my body or whatever, you know, just like cool experiences like that. Um, so and also, you, uh, you, didn't you play My Body this last weekend? Uh, yeah, man. A, a couple weeks uh, Yeah, so we just released our newest single, uh, RSVP, and we played a show um, to kind of like celebrate the release in, uh, in Holland, Michigan. And uh, we played, yeah, we played My Body because it's just a song that we think is super fun. A lot of people are singing along with us. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think. So we both went to the Young the Giant show. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In Grand Rapids last fall. Yeah, we didn't go together, but we were both but there. The, I yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. I've seen him three or four times, and My Body is always, <laughs> it's always the most the energetic yeah. oh my gosh yeah. it's crazy how i mean that was a song that came out almost a decade ago now i think oh, dude you make me feel old and <laughs> it's still huge to yeah their fan base oh yeah oh yeah yeah dude that song i definitely became like a middle school fangirl when I when they started playing that song, and I was so like, you were screaming. Oh yeah, I lost my voice at oh, that yeah. show. I didn't have a voice afterwards. It was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and also like, so those are those two guys. Those two bands are huge. Um, and also like, honestly, because we're a part of the local music scene here in Michigan, I also listen to a lot of, like, I listen to my friends. Like, I listen to local musicians here too. There's a ton of really talented artists here in Michigan, um, and they've been fun to get to know and get to watch them perform and listen to them too. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But th those are those are some of the big, those are the majority of what I listen to right now. Yeah. Nice. So. so we've uh, talked a little bit at times so you're in a band currently mm -hmm. uh lead singer uh one of the guitars as well yeah band called often home yeah yep. and that's been a, a year now or more right yeah so we released our first project last september um we were obviously working on stuff before that but we uh with the no wait two is it two septembers ago no it was last september um but yeah, about a year we've been kind of writing, all four of us. Um, so it's Cody, Carson, Ethan, and I. Um, yeah, so we that that core group of guys, that's what we've been going with. Ethan and I kind of started writing together just throughout college. Um, but we quickly realized that we wanted to add more to it. We didn't want to be an acoustic duo. So... Uh, <laughs> We added Carson. Um, At coffee shops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love coffee shops. It's where I spend a lot of my time. So, um, but we love loud rock and roll music. And so, um, we added Carson, um, a couple months into writing and then, uh, Cody, we added 
just over a year ago and really since then have really started hitting our stride with writing and um, being able to finish songs. Uh, we released our first EP in last September, um, which was a song or a project we did with our, our friend Jacob Betts uh, at Verrier, uh, Verrier Recording. Uh, and we did it in uh, his studio there. And then um, we released our first single, My Heart, uh, this past March. And and then RSVP we released two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah so it's been fun. Um, yeah, it's cool. For like three other guys who are like no joke, some of my best friends. Um, it's it's so fun to have, you know. So what? Why? Like I, I know that you're you spend a lot of time with each other, right? <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's well, Cody's my roommate, so yeah, we spend way too much time that's together. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you have rehearsing, you have, yeah. you go on uh, tour dates, you know, yeah. to, to venues all over. Yeah. And, but why is that such a a great connection to have? Oh, man, I don't think, if we were... You're calling them, like, your best friends. Oh, yeah, if, well, if we weren't... If we weren't friends to begin with, it, I'd, I'd find it super hard to write music with them, like just for the sake of wanting to make it as a band or whatever. Um, Ethan and I found out pretty quickly that like, it's a lot more about like, we can go through life as friends and write songs about that rather than just like try to write songs about things that we've never experienced or like all the songs we write have somewhat of a meaning to them in our in each of our lives right. and um and Carson um we also went to school with him so we kind of just became friends from from that and Cody as well um we kind of both we knew we knew each other before we started writing music together and um it's just been a really good way for us to get to know each other better um like what ticks each other off about the way we write or um just the way that we play um you know getting to make a song better and the the thing is like we're all good at different things um besides the instruments right besides the instruments and because if we weren't friends first we wouldn't be able to write the way we do because we wouldn't care as much about each other and value each other's opinions as much you know so i would say that that's why we write like we do together is because we're friends first i don't think we could do it any other way i, I wouldn't want to do it any other way right. yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> What's it like to to be in a band where you're creating music that others, like myself or Thanks, other, other fans, yeah, yeah uh, that, that people are actually listening to? What's that? Is that odd? Is it enjoyable? <laughs> Stressful? Um, that concept really only hit me <laughs> in the last like month and a half, probably. We played a show... And it was in Lansing. We played a show with our friend's brother, Elsie, and uh, Beta Camp. We were playing, and I, I'm literally, like, 
we were playing My Heart, which is our most popular song right now. And uh, it's how we close the night right now um, with most shows and, <laughs> and most. And I'm like, I'm singing in the microphone, looking into um, the pe into the eyes of the people that are there. And like I'm like, holy crap, these people are singing along. You know, <laughs> like, I can't mess up the words. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, there's so many shows where I like botch the words of a song. And nobody would know any different. Right. You know, it's like, this is the first time they've ever heard us. I'll just sing the same line twice and they'll never know any different. You know, like, same verse twice or whatever. And, uh, but man, once that hit, it was like, oh man, I actually got to, like, pay a little bit more attention to what I'm doing. It kind of ramped up the, not the seriousness of it, because we're not really serious guys, to just be totally honest with you. Um, but just the just the level of, I guess, excellence that people are starting to expect of us. You know, they have an, uh, a relationship with something that we wrote and, and released. And and to be, like, genuine to them, we have to know <laughs> our own songs. And that sounds kind of silly, but for the first little while, it's like, nobody would know any different and once it once it switches to like these people know this song and have experiences with it and it means something to them like then it had then it carries another meaning for me as a singer and the other guys in the band um who are also singing you know <laughs> like we joke about it sometimes like Carson will jokes um he's like dude for like the first couple months of us playing a song sometimes I don't even know the words you're singing so I just like mumble melodies <laughs> and it's like hey at least you're getting the notes right but <laughs> we need to work on the words or you know um but all of that is starting to ramp up a little bit we're still we're still finding our feet um for sure like we have so much learning to do and growth to do but we're having fun with it and uh, we want to give people that come to our shows um we want to give them a reason to like care about us like because if we don't care about what we're doing they're definitely not going to so oh, yeah. um but yeah it's been it's been kind of fun the last couple months to see that switch we um we just played our first show in detroit um which for us was like a big deal we're like driving two and a half hours to play the show and so we were pretty pumped about it and uh these two girls came so I ought to backtrack. So about a week and a half before that, we played a show here in the area. It was that release show in Holland. And one of these girls, uh, one, of, one of the girls that was there, we didn't get a chance to meet her. Um, but she actually like called up a friend and was like, hey, this band that I saw in Holland, um, they're playing in Detroit. Do you want to like drive over and go see them? And so we, like, we had two, like, two people we've never met before come see us in Detroit, and it, it was, like, the coolest thing ever. We were like, man, this is incredible, like, but it really puts it in perspective, like, people care about this, and we need to as well, and, and bring our game, and, and play these songs well, and have fun while we're doing it, you know, so, right. yeah, it's pretty cool how that works, <laughs> so... You you mentioned a couple times the song My Heart, mm -hmm. which uh, I really enjoy a lot. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, 
the chorus, the lyrics always like the first part always stands out to me because I feel like maybe as nines on the Enneagram we Shout we both yeah. we both connect on this. I don't know, but uh, my heart it gets so low so easy. Mm. My heart it gets so cold so quickly. Uh, what is what is the song about specifically? It, yeah, uh, I I get a sense of like trying to be positive mm. in the midst of all that's crazy and chaotic yeah um so that song honestly for me it's be it's been applicable when things are going really well and then obviously when things are going really bad i think um so the the line goes uh forgetting it's the small things on this earth that'll Oh my gosh, see. Help me find. Help me find my certain worth. There it is. Um, But (laughs) literally, what we were just talking about, I can't forget the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) I was just Uh, thinking that too. (laughs) um, But no, uh, it's really a song about forgetting the small things, you know. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) like your song lyrics that you wrote. (laughs) Um, But no, it's uh, it really is just. I think for me, I have an ability, even when things are going really well, to just look at the negative. And, um, and then obviously when things are going bad, it's even easier to look at the negative. And, um, but it, it's really easy to get caught up on those things and um, let them affect you and in your psyche and everything that's going on in your head and um it's really only the only times I've found that I'm able to get out of that headspace is when I start um looking at my life and um the things that are really good about it no matter how small they are like I got to wake up this morning <laughs> you know not ev- not everybody gets to say that um I have uh, I have clothes that I can put on my back. I have a hot shower. Um, like there's so many things that like if you really let it sink in, you, I, I mean at least for me I have it pretty good and I don't really have a reason to complain. Obviously it's important to like deal with things that are going on. Um, but for me it's really only been once I'm able to let those good things soak in that I can find a way out of those negative places in my head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, for Sweet. me, that's what that song is about. I hope I didn't just ruin somebody's connection with that song. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's what it's about. <laughs> um, no, but that's, that's the beauty of music too. Yeah. It can mean it, different things for different people. Exactly. And, um, just because I wrote it doesn't mean it has to mean what it meant (laughs) for me. No, I like what you said about how it's like lyrically, you can take it whether things are good or great or, you know, bad and and troubling. Oh yeah. It's, it's almost like when things are good that it's like more important that I recognize those good things, you know? Um, because when you're able to recognize the good things that are going on when things are good, um, it also 
like provides like a foundation to have that thought process when things are going really bad you know so yeah it it goes both ways <laughs> so yeah i mean usually most songs either are one or the other yeah you I got the like, breakup song yeah you got the it's like <laughs> things suck or you or, got the love song, you know, like everything's, everything's fine, perfect everything's good. about our relationship. But no. <laughs> you, 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 tow, you kind of play it both ways. Yeah, no, maybe not play is not the right word, but yeah, you, um, yeah, I, we we try to just be like straight up honest. Like life isn't ever perfect, and it's not ever. I mean, I can't say for sure, <laughs> but. So far, I've never had my life, like, so terrible that it feels like I, like, can't make it out of it somehow, some way, you know? And so to try and find the place in a happy, like, find the happy medium of, like, things are good, I need to be thankful for them, and, or, like, things are bad, but I still have stuff to be thankful for. Um, that's more what we're going for, a hap- like you said, a happy medium, because um, it it really provides like the, just a foundation for a, a, a life where you can at least be happy with some things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my heart. <laughs> why, why should we listen to music? Why is it important? Ah, uh, man, music is. Oh my, you just threw that <laughs> at me like 400 miles an hour. I did not see that one coming. Music is important because um, it helps you through the seasons of life. I think music is the way that it is. Um, it's just perfectly designed for like helping you out of a tough situation, like celebrating the really good times. Um and everywhere in between, you know, I like the way I think about it, like you have bands that are, or artists um, who are like the soundtrack to a, to your, like different phases of your life. And it's like that because those artists are resonating with you and where you're at, excuse me. And like, it almost helps you realize that you're not alone in, in this life and, um, Cause there's other people who are going through probably not the same exact thing, but similar things. And, um, and it really just has an ability to take you to places that you might not be able to go yourself. And, and that's, that's what I love about music. I have so many different artists that have meant so much to me at different points. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, yeah. man. If, uh, any of the listeners want to check out Often Home, where should they go? Yeah, we're on all the streaming platforms. Um, you can find us on all the social media platforms as well. Um, we do, we'll be honest, we're a little, uh, we favorite Instagram. We love our Instagram page. Yes, you uh, do. We post a lot of stories <laughs> of us. Monster just trucks this last weekend. <laughs> yeah, monster trucks running down the highway. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we post a lot of just like what's going on in our lives on our story um, so that you can kind of see a little bit of what's going on in our life too. Um, 
But yeah, so check us out just about anywhere. We're not on Snapchat though. We just can't get we can't get into it, man. That's okay. <laughs> um, and then we also got our our website, oftenhomeofficial.com, where you can see tour dates um, and listen to our music there as well. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Aaron. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for it, having me, man. It was fun. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Love you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack with Kaya Leakty. If you like the podcast and want to know more, check out our Instagram at Soundtrack Podcast or leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Join us next time on Soundtrack.